Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Baton of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today is the third episode of our engineering series. It is not Deep Space Nine. This is a little bit of a fake out. (laughs) (laughs) Today we are not talking about Deep Space Nine, but we are actually going back to Scotty and discussing the animated series. We have completely faked out all the listeners. We have uh, just feel like we haven't talked about Scotty enough, so we wanted round two. Also, we both have really busy schedules, and we found that watching the animated series was a necessity because there were enough episodes that it didn't feel right to, like, combine it with TOS. And TAS is its own entity. Yeah, (laughs) it's hard to talk so seriously about engineering and then go to TAS and try to stay serious, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also two weeks in a row of Scotty would be like, wow, this is the Scotty spectacular. So we had a little break with The Forge last week. Now we're back. We're talking about Scotty. Rihanna, I'm very, very excited about this. And Deep Space Nine next week will be fantastic. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, and like we'll have more time to craft our lists and everything i just finished my first class so now i have more time to focus on deep space nine yes absolutely rihanna also in secret which i'm not going to share what it is she told me what the next series is and i'm already freaking out yeah so i'm really early this time around but it is time (laughs) yeah it is time it's very exciting so if you are a patron you will hear what the next series is a little bit before the rest of our crew so if you would like to know, maybe in a couple weeks, maybe, yeah, maybe next hop week. on that patron trade is what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm I'm happy you're done with your class, Rihanna. Great oh, job. <laughs> thank you. I'm thrilled. Just writing all my edits today. Pretty much just doing the pod and editing my story. It's a very great day. <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it feels kind of crazy to be doing a main feed because we've been just taking another break. I know summer has yeah. been kind of spotty for Dora Sisters episodes, but it's lovely to be back together. Rihanna had family out in Chicago. I had, uh, I went to LA to see Taylor Swift. Yeah. So it just, you know, it's good. It's good to have some time to do some real life stuff before diving into Star Trek again. But yeah. it's always still there. I think I still watch like five episodes of Star Trek a day somehow. Yeah. Rihanna's been crushing Voyager and TNG season one episodes which is incredibly niche season one and two I've just been not in order which would have been more fun but I just kind of want to go random you know (laughs) I love this (laughs) yeah it's unhinged but actually way better than I remember I think like I don't know I just I'm seeing it from a whole new light now yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> Rihanna it's it's I'm feeling like wow how do we talk normally I'm like so excited to talk about Star Trek I'm like I how do I ever got how to do small talk yeah, so. how's your life um as <laughs> your husband and, and animals Ashley oh everything's great <laughs> good <laughs> yeah we're chilling Danny's on tour right now he's going to be in upstate New York and Pennsylvania so if you mm-hmm. want to hear some Air Force music for free maybe go check out um <laughs> yeah if a jazz band's coming your way so I'm just gonna be like chilling alone at the house for a while which is always good 
for a couple days. And then after that, I start getting sad. So I'm going to yeah. enjoy my, <laughs> my enjoy girl dinner every night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, Rihanna, I am going to need someone to get through this week. So I think let's pick an action figure to get us through this episode. Yes. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I saw who you got. Interesting. I have Sarek. <laughs> got quite some nice robes on honestly yeah he uh he looks pretty majestic yeah well i have a little baby dr bashir wow we this love is him. like pre change of uniform so he's still bright-eyed and not corrupt by the war <laughs> not least really corrupted but he just you know goes through he's, it <laughs> still baby yeah um okay well we have our friends now we are really excited to be talking about this episode. Yeah, so before we get started and ask our techno babble question, I would like to remind everybody that we are a part of the Starfleet Podcast Network. We really encourage you to go check out starfleetpodcast.net. You can take a look at everybody that's involved in this great network of podcasts. And you can even see our faces, see our bios. Yeah. So it's kind of lovely. We don't have our own website, but we are kind of tagging along with theirs and uh yeah, so it's go great. check it out. Yeah. Thank you, SPN, for being a part of our community. And now, Ooh. Rihanna, question for yes. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These episodes were rich with technobabble. <laughs> what was your favorite quote? <laughs> this is a really good one. Um, so there's a whole about five-minute scene that we're going to be talking about in depth uh, here in a bit from one of our planets is missing. It's actually a very techno babbly episode, so I chose one that I thought was particularly confusing <laughs> for me <laughs> and just strange. Um, so at one point, Scotty says, quote, I'll have to take it into the antimatter cell, put in a regenerative chamber, and release it. Hmm. <laughs> Hmm. what what like even with context it's still that confusing to me there's a lot to unpack Mm -hmm. in one of our planets is missing I think this is one of the key things so I think we should go over it more (laughs) when we're talking about the episodes but yeah the whole situation was (laughs) confounding to me yeah (laughs) and yeah, Ashlyn, I want to hear about yours. What was your favorite techno babble? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was also in the same episode. <laughs> it was a little bit before that mm-hmm. because Scotty gives the order. No, I think Spock gives the order. Spotty, I don't know, Scotty or Spock um, give the order to increase deflector screens to maximum. <laughs> and like, I don't think deflector screen, like, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, like, are the screens the thing that's giving it the power? I don't, I don't think part so. of the dish is the screen. Like... I, I I know. <laughs> yeah. And, and how, so, can, how is it not at maximum? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> huh. Yeah. I, didn't, I, I, I love that it. One. That's I've a good never one. heard that before. So it really stuck out. I mean, it reminds me that like TOS, we are in the wild, wild west of Technobabble. But yeah. I think the writers of the animated series don't care as much or aren't i mean okay let's be honest yeah (laughs) they are too stoned to care (laughs) (laughs) this is the thing about the writers is that 
let alone is the plot barely gonna make sense the techno babble is the least of their concerns like the very bottom of the list in my in my guesswork because it's clear that it's even more wilder than usual well, the thing that's crazy is that some of the writers are the same from TOS to TAS. So that always I, sends me. I like, don't know. I, I just think there's no filter. Like they just write whatever. And this is what we're getting. And yeah. the text so the techno babble is like non-canon, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. just, like some weird stuff that we never hear before. But it just adds to the charm oh, and yeah, adds to the richness. Absolutely. OK, so Ashlyn, I will want to talk about this watch list a little before yeah. we talk before we read it out because uh, <laughs> you know when we're talking about such a specific series as engineering it's not like uh we're doing a, a episode about like just new, new alien of the week because we'd watch every single episode in the animated series you know we're talking about something very specific that like we just said tas does not go into a lot so we are going to be entering the realm of some guesswork talking about scenes that we didn't actually get to see on the screen <laughs> things that aren't in the plot maybe but are to scotty's plot and to how they get out of this mess and so i just want you to come along on this magical ride with us um wherever it may take us these episodes are i think as close as i could get as to the best scotty engineering moments yeah and i really have to hand this whole watch list to rihanna because i tried to make the watch list and my memory on these episodes is not as strong and so I normally go to wikipedia or memory alpha and I honestly do like control f and I just yeah. see I look for Scotty's name and mm -hmm. then I see how much he's involved in the episode this is a great way to yeah, like well. screen through episodes usually but like Rihanna said a lot of how the plot develops is not actually shown yeah. and is like so small it doesn't like warrant mentioning on yeah. a lot of plot synopsis so yeah total kudos to Rihanna for having a amazing memory and just like such dedication to these animated series episodes because you're really giving them the credit that they deserve or don't deserve I mean I think <laughs> honestly I was so curious curious to see how Scotty would do it in the animated series for engineering get them out of these crazy situations because they do even crazier stuff than TOS ever did in my opinion for a lot of these episodes especially the, the four we'll be discussing today so Ashlyn do you want to read the watch list I would love to I would be happy to sir <laughs> I just love reading the watch list. me too <laughs> beautiful that should be our sound bite we gotta get Brent Spiner to like do it a cameo oh my god I just love reading actually. the watch list <laughs> oh my god actually like <laughs> hey Brent can you call us during the strike yeah um <laughs> all right so today we will be what today we will be talking about the Amburgess element the eye of the beholder the Terratin incident and ending on a strong episode one of our planets is missing <laughs> so There's we got no question save no the children <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that one's too good okay and then also we at the very end of the episode we do want to talk about strange new worlds if you have not seen the finale of strange new worlds you should probably just close out the podcast and yeah. um just stop listening so we will give you another warning when we get there but uh just a heads up and also a little teaser to make everybody excited. Yes. Woo. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
it's time for the Aquaman episode of Star <laughs> Trek. I adore the Ambridge's element. It goes into a lot of really interesting themes and subjects that we will not be discussing today because it's not a part of engineering. But we did talk about it on our Patreon. Yeah, we, we went really in depth. So definitely take a look. Rihanna, I think for TO, I think for animated series, we should do a better job of describing the plot because a lot of people have not seen the animated series. And oh, yeah, sure. you know, you don't need to see it. Um, so we're we're here for you. We're here if in case you don't want to <laughs> rewatch all these episodes, but you absolutely yeah. should because they're amazing. They're so fun. And they're 24 minutes. So like you could really knock all four of them out quick. That's that's exactly what we did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Rihanna, please give a little plot synopsis on the Ambergis element. Okay, so long ago, there was this sea quake, <laughs> or this land quake, I should say, on this mm-hmm. planet that shifted the, like, tectonic plates at the surface and uh, sunk a lot of the places into the ocean. And so the people living on the land had to genetically alter themselves so that they could become, like, fish-like creatures so they they could be water people (laughs) and because their home was underwater so they did that and then a couple generations went by and they just like adapted and it became part of their evolution yeah evolution these aquans aquanes i don't know what they're called so there's this giant sea quake coming rut row and they're already warring with uh land people they really don't like land people even though they don't realize that they come from land people (laughs) Or, or do they realize? I'm going too in-depth. It doesn't matter. There's a it lot doesn't of political matter. stuff. Yeah. Okay, so um, Kirk and Spock and McCoy in this red shirt go down. There's an accident with this gigantic uh, sea creature. It's called a sea snake, I believe. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it drags Kirk and Spock under... They are turned into aqua people um, from from yeah. the youths, the youths from the youths, yeah, the, the youths of the sea people, the aquains or whatever, uh, turn Kirk and Spock into aqua people. They go to this council meeting. They're like, "You are of the lad people," and it's like this big debate. Meanwhile, Scotty is frantically <laughs> above the water. He's in command, searching the waters for Kirk and Spock. Um, McCoy's there with him. Some other some other people on the crew, and. Then Kirk and Spock get washed ashore. They figure out that they're aqua people. <laughs> Scotty or McCoy makes them a tank in sick bay. So they're like, you know, in their fish tank. They discuss things about how to get unfishified. They go back down to the planet. Go back, have, like, can we please, can you unfishify us? And the youth want to help them, but the elders don't. So the elders, like, put them in this net above the sea. And meanwhile, Scotty's like, there's another sea quake coming in four hours, and we have to get everybody out. <laughs> so, God, this plot is actually very complex. Yeah, I was like, Rihanna's going in. I feel like I'm re-watching it. This is beautiful. Well, let's unpack what we have. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Please catch your breath. <laughs> God damn, there's still more. Like, there's still aqua people. But <laughs> but the gist, and this is something that really cracks me up. Like, I think the moral of this episode is that Scotty has practice at putting tanks on the enterprise you know like literally he is ready this is his trial run for getting ready for the whales that's exactly what i was gonna say like he's he's like i knew i could do this because i've already done it (laughs) very very hairy with the time turner coded literally yeah so um yeah essentially kirk and spock 
are like the A plot. And Scotty is truly the B plot of this episode. <laughs> um, but I wanted to include this episode because it's actually the first one I thought of when we talked about engineering for a strange reason, for sure. But it's mostly because of their belts. And I want to talk about the freaking belts on TAS because they click the little buckle or whatever on button on their utility belt. And it turns into basically like a spacesuit or apparently now it can be used as a water suit, truly however you want to use it <laughs> to breathe. Um, so it's obviously for animating reasons because it's literally just like a yellow glow around the character. And so Scotty's just glowing underwater, like truly. And I just thought it was so interesting to see these in action, especially used for underwater stuff because we've seen it like in atmospheres that aren't compatible or space or whatever. And so it was actually a really fun use of these like amazing utility belt suit belt things. Um, and I just constantly wish that we had those in like other shows, even though it would be like a nightmare to try to animate on like a live action show or something. But I don't know. I just think it's so clever. And I'm, I wonder who invented them. Like, did Scotty have a hand in that? It would not be outrageous to animate that in live action i think actually it would be oh. really easy mm-hmm. and i hope has lower decks done this i feel like this no. is something yeah so rihanna thank you so so much literally this like technology this use of technology is one of my favorite things about the animated series and one of mm-hmm. the small ways i think it really contributes to star trek Um, because this is ingenious and it's an example of them like being cheap to do something really cool yeah so yeah totally applaud this I do wonder if Scotty had a hand in it I mean he does all sorts of crazy stuff Mm -hmm. so especially if these aren't Starfleet issued like if this is some crazy (laughs) enterprise thing that they're just doing in deep space we know that this is year uh, four and five of their deep space mission and so it could be possible that Scotty's just out here inventing stuff it's getting and really it never crafty. gets picked up by <laughs> yeah. like the patenting for Starfleet or whatever. <laughs> that's why we don't have it in, in our other shows. Um, but either way, I could see him doing something crafty like that because he is sort of a like pick apart and put together kind of person. Oh yeah. You know? Well, and I mean, I just think about this for like humanity and so many of the inventions or like the like the things that they use on Star Trek we ended up using like the iPad is one of my Mm -hmm. favorite things in TNG especially because (laughs) my you know the trope of like Janeway has like 50 like pads on her desk (laughs) it's like like, wow she doesn't have just one that she's forced the files through like they can store two files max it's got like 10 under her chin of like what is happening yeah and so I I do think like I am not an astronaut I have no like yeah no ability to like design things for NASA but for me if I did I, like that would be my first invention is like we need these like see-through spacesuits where yes. it's just like a force field that's so powerful you mm-hmm. can just like chill in there it's so yeah. cool I mean it's amazing and way to go whoever invented it and if it was Scotty I'm not surprised I'm just impressed <laughs> you know yeah Thank you so much. I also love seeing Gotti in command. It it happens fairly often. We, you know, this isn't a series to really go in depth about it, but because the animated series has such little like Scotty moments, I thought yeah. I'm I'm really glad that we got to talk about this because think about the pressure of my captain and first officer have like gone missing in this shuttle crash like Kirk and Spock like that's yeah you know like (laughs) 
They have so much to do still. Officers. Yeah, Yeah. they have so much to do. They go missing on this water planet. Scotty is not on the Enterprise as he should be. He's Mm -hmm. down there in the boat and he's like, where the the f are my my command team and mccoy is the one on the ship like i think mccoy almost takes scotty's place on the ship he kind of does because scotty like is like this is so dire i need to be using all of my like knowledge and prowess to try to get these people back yeah this is a desperate situation so i love seeing him just like on the boat looking stressed but also like he gets it done he finds Mm -hmm. them yeah Yeah, so all hail scotty Um, honestly, I have a new headcanon that, um, Riker just read Scotty's logs of, like, and he read all the Enterprise logs, and he saw in years four or five, like, it get even worse that Spock and Kirk are almost dying every week. <laughs> and he's like, I'm never gonna let my captain go down to any mission yeah. ever. Like, yeah. Turns out that's the worst thing you could do. Like, if we're following Enterprise's footsteps, I'm gonna change a couple of things. Yeah. I'm gonna keep my captain safe if I can you know mm-hmm. oh my god because they just go do whatever they want so poor Scotty is like ready to like pass out he's so stressed but he did it and then Ashla can we talk about I have the beholder because we have yeah. another Scotty captain situation here love this so much yes <laughs> this oh is my a god wonderful this is a weird app okay oh, I love it are you serious this yeah. is like this is like second or third of my favorite episodes this is like a zoo trope i think rihanna really yes, like i do because the twilight zone did the best yeah one. yeah the human yep. zoo yes so yeah. okay so this is the human zoo episode you all remember that mm-hmm. um <laughs> yeah sure sure uh essentially the enterprise has been captured and uh kirk spock yeah. and mccoy get beamed down to the human zoo they are looking for a ship that went missing and so they find people in the zoo and there's a ton of other species and they have been held captive by the like collectors and they look like little like squid things. So cute. I love <laughs> yeah. them. Yeah. They're really amazing. Yeah. There's like a sick lady McCoy heels, which is really nice. And they end up trying to escape. Well, they tried yeah. to beam up themselves and then the baby snatched the communicator. So <laughs> yes. it was like a total misunderstanding. They, then the, then the parents are like, give us back our baby. And the baby finally communicates with Scotty and it's like, Oh, okay. You guys are actually intelligent. We thought you were like dumb enough to be animals. Cause they're super smart. These squid, squid cuties. Yeah. They're trying to <laughs> yeah. like take over Kirk's brain and Kirk is like, Oh, like it's too I'll complex. Go mad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really just go watch it. This episode's so good. <laughs> so once again, the A plot is really interesting. And then yeah. Scotty is out here in plot B, but he is making friends with the baby squid. <laughs> yes. Okay. Also, it's not really a squid. It's more like a slug. Yeah. Slug. Definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is a squid like creature, but we're not talking about that episode. So yeah. <laughs> I mean, and there's like a little elephant slug that like brings them to the castle, like beautiful oh, beauty. Yeah, yeah, literally. The the elephant, or I should say, the squid elephant in the room here has to be discussed. Mustache Scotty, and we talked when we watched through the animated series. This was a common trope on the Patreon, but it has to be discussed here because the animation, of course, is not consistent. In the animated series, there's, like, they reuse a lot of shots, and then Mm -hmm. sometimes the shots are, like, in weird orders, and characters appear on the bridge when they were just in sickbay. Um, (laughs) But in this scenario, Scotty is standing at the transporter transporter workstation, Uh and he is about ready to beam, I think, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy, like, down Mm -hmm. to the planet, and then... 
it cuts to a man with a mustache who's like beaming up them and instead. There's nobody else in the room. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's no one else there. <laughs> and, and it's like, it's not Scotty, but it is Scotty. Because yeah. Scotty's animation is also not consistent. Sometimes he looks really buff. And yeah. sometimes his face is like drawn totally differently. Yeah, and I'm actually like wondering, yeah. yeah, like, who's this red shirt man? Oh, it's Scotty. Like, it sounds like yeah. James Doohan. What's going on? But so, also James Doohan voices like a million of the characters. So yes. you never really know. <laughs> They're all James Doohan. Like, A-Rex yeah. is James mm-hmm. Doohan. This um, male character who is on in Starfleet in the zoo. He, he does the voice, best voice acting of anyone in this show. I mean... I don't know, Major Barrett. She had heavy oh, lift, heavy load to bear. <laughs> does amazing voices, but also yeah. Major Barrett does kind of sound like Major Barrett always of these other yeah. characters. I'm always like, oh hey Major, like you're doing great. I love you. But Doohan, sometimes I can't even tell, and I'm like, okay, he was credited for all these characters. Like, no, so absolutely often. true, absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, so that's just one of my favorite tropes. The mustache man appears throughout several episodes it's of the like animated the series. Thing. I'm so happy because I was before I saw the watch list. I was like, "Oh, that's a definite thing we have to do is talk about mustache Scotty." So yes, he came, he went, he confused, he he shaves and then grows. It's just <laughs> incredible. Please go look. Uh, I, we also have, we also have a merch of mustache Scotty. So you can yeah. Check him out. Oh my gosh, we actually do. <laughs> beautiful like i don't understand why his mustache is so majestic too it's not just like a little one it's like a full-on handlebar or yeah more more than handle (laughs) more than i can handle it's almost (laughs) like a like a french twist sort of thing going on it's really spectacular yeah yeah so thank you to mustache scotty for beaming everyone down he only really appears in the transporter that's the other thing i'll say is that I think he only grows a mustache when he's in there. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, yeah, so Scotty in this episode, again, not a ton of engineering going on, but has to be mentioned, mostly because, like, what a mind. You know, it. It. everyone else in this entire episode are like, let's think about our communicator. Let's think about it, and then they'll give it to us. And they do, like, it works. <laughs> but, like... Scotty's just literally like, hey, lad, what's going on? And then they like communicate with each other, mostly because the the elephant uh, snail, what'd you call it? Squat? Slug? Slug. Oh, yeah. Mostly because the elephant slug like grabs him and sort of <laughs> captures him and the Enterprise takes them on a little trip <laughs> in space and then realizes, oh, wow, these people are intelligent, communicates with Scotty. Like, Scotty just stays as cool as you please. He's like, everyone, get off the bridge. Do as this lad says. <laughs> and convinces yes. him that he they're not a threat. I just love, again, we're talking about Scotty um, last time in our episode about him and how cool under pressure he is. Talk about getting, you know, kidnapped by a, a giant, a giant squid, <laughs> a giant slug. Boom. He's, He's very cool. go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, is an element that really serves him because this is like diplomacy is how the episode is resolved. And it's because Scotty's willingness to let the baby do what it needs to do and understanding, like recognizing like intelligence to intelligence, like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm going to trust you. So yeah. I, I love it. And I, yeah, I think also he gained some respect for the baby, like when it knew how to use the, like the computer controls immediately. Yeah. It's, he's like, okay, respect. You're really smart. So 
maybe yeah. we can figure something out. Well, and honestly, if you're someone who's like 200 times as intelligent as, as human beings, talking to Scotty would be very like so great because he's just he's just so effing good at everything he does and so smart and also just so nonviolent. Like he's not going to blow up or get angry. And so that's exactly what the baby was looking for. Like, are they intelligent and are they nonviolent? And Scotty is both of those. So honestly, way to go, bud. Oh, the best of humanity. I love him. (laughs) Truly is. He never gets enough credit for that. I seriously. Um, Oh my gosh. Okay. Well now let's go on to the Territon incident. This yes. is a great one, and this one has some of my favorite one-liners from all of the animated series. Uh, yes. Rihanna, will you talk about this plot a little bit? You don't have to go into detail. Yeah, sorry, I won't go as crazy <laughs> as I did last time. Um, Territon Incident is essentially an episode where the crew begins to shrink, and no, it's not in one little ship. This is before that. They are gotta get so small i think at one point kirk was like we are shrinking to the size of a nail like a human nail (laughs) i was like oh boy okay um and so they start essentially because they're entering a realm of space where or they're sorry there's like a wave at a from a planet that like is having this sort of wave bombardment they call it and it's unpeeling the dilithium essentially so it's turning it into a spiral and so it's also turning the human DNA into a spiral and that's why they're shrinking. And so they find out there's this tiny civilization called the Terratons down there who live there and they're going to like, their planet's going to blow up um, from these bombardments. And so the Enterprise saves them and they are able to return back to normal when Kirk is beamed to the planet. But it's crazy along the way because they're all getting really small, really fast. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Rihanna. That was, that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. This, this is a wonderful episode, a great and imaginative, just visual, like to see the crew start to shrink once they get in orbit. Yeah. I, I love the very beginning of this episode because they hear it's not really a distress signal, but it's a signal that just says Territon and it mm-hmm. contacted the ship twice. And it was like a, apparently a code word that had not been used in 200 years so you know we got some intrigue Mm -hmm. the enterprise's orders is to complete like this some mapping in the area Mm -hmm. and i think someone interrupts kirk and it's like yeah it's mccoy yeah like are we really like abandoning this mission to check out this weird signal and kirk's like yeah (laughs) of course it it, because the signal was sent twice and that's like not random you know so yeah, I just love yeah. this. Like, it's a great reminder that this is the era of exploration. And that's kind of the point of why they're out in yeah. deep spaces. And Kirk has some leeway, you know? He's totally. Not, like, he doesn't, there's no deadlines to get this map done by. Like, just go check out the, the signal. Go back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Once you re, once you, uh, like, fix your warp engines and stop them from peeling, <laughs> then you can go back. Yes. Well, and also before they enter the orbit of the planet, he does call down to Scotty and he he says, uh, Scotty, how are the engines doing? And Scotty says, purring like a happy kitten, Captain. (laughs) (laughs) That is the most Scotty line I've ever heard. Like, Like, so they start out purring and I'm like, this can only go badly. (laughs) And then, of course, minutes later, minutes, sir, minutes. Minutes. (laughs) Um, 
he says trouble a plenty with the engines so <laughs> it, it moved fast well, and we yeah. got trouble a plenty the trouble a plenty is that <laughs> all of the okay this is crazy all of the dilithium connections have been severed yeah. so he said and like as rihanna mentioned they're unpeeling into spiral forms um <laughs> and uh he says there's like thousands of broken connections. Yeah. So this seems impossible to fix quickly. And then as they're trying to fix it, the tools are becoming too big for them to use. <laughs> well, also he, he explains the dilithium is unpeeling like the rind of an orange. Yeah, which is a good description. Yeah, I was like, that's yeah. a great metaphor. Or sorry, great mm-hmm. simile. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So they're small. Let's talk about the smallness of this episode because the whole time, of course, now when we watched this for the patreon i was just enjoying it all and just like taking notes about it all but now i'm thinking about scotty the entire time we're watching this episode and wishing we had a scene of him trying to work in engineering because how how did he keep anything down there going was he truly just standing on one of the consoles like shouting across the room to other engineers like the communicators still probably work oh yeah true (laughs) yeah (laughs) like I just, in engineering, you have to, like, walk everywhere and go back and forth and, like, check on things. And, like, you truly can't do that once you're that small. Yeah, I think they're, I think they were really underestimating how long it would take them to get from place to place. Because yeah. at one point, they're in sick bay And because McCoy realizes that his weird translucent mice are shrinking oh, yeah. and, like, the halo bird. I get disturbed yeah. a little by what's going on with those animals. Yeah, but um, they're also shrinking. So that that's how they figure out it's only affecting um the dna which is of course yeah. another st- strand of um <laughs> life that yeah. is shrinking oh yeah and then at one point chapel has to go get this micro scanner and she's like oh it's in our cabinets and i'm like girly that's like two rooms away like yeah. how i'll see you in a day you know <laughs> how are you gonna get back here that quickly so i was yeah. i was a little surprised they weren't just transporting people but i think that would be a little too complicated for them I can't, to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because every yeah exactly oh my gosh so should we talk about this transporter scene yeah oh my the gosh one time they do use the transporter um so <laughs> i also wait okay i'm so sorry i'm gonna interrupt myself but we're talking about how getting from room to room is far why does kirk and spock all go down to help fix sulu i'm sorry sulu fell off that was really tragic he could have died <laughs> but he broke his leg um he fell off and, his console yeah, on he the fell fridge. off the hell yeah. yeah yeah um and i just like stay on the bridge are you kidding me why are you going to sick bay right now mccoy chapel kirk and spock all needed to be there to fix sulu's leg <laughs> um and, yeah but anyway so they're committed, they're, Rihanna. They're besties. They're, they're like, we'll get you there, Sulu. Hey, Rex, stay. You have the god. <laughs> you yeah. her, I have the god. Um, so I think um Scotty, okay, so yeah, Scotty goes to the transporter room and Kirk decides, yeah, we need to beam down, figure out if like I can, you know, see what's going on down there to get my get our stop get ourselves from like stop shrinking and stuff. So Kirk goes by himself onto the transporter bay. They're just little tiny guys. And this was the best part of the episode, or like one of the best parts for Scotty, because <laughs> they have to tie ropes or like some string or something around um the little knobs for the transporter button, you know, or you gotta do the three little yeah. um 
transporter beam things and I just love it because they they tie these strings around and there's like three engineers standing at the top and then Scotty and someone else is there just like overseeing it as usual you know and he just goes heave lads (laughs) (laughs) fantastic what great what a great idea for an episode this is so funny It's so it's so much fun and yeah. really this is one of the few times I see Scotty working with a team of engineers <laughs> we talked about in TOS that he just doesn't use his engineering team a lot because he's the only one who can fix something or for some reason it's like Spock or Kirk yeah. like someone very important um and so yeah. this is a, a like opportunity where he's like we really have to work together <laughs> all of the manpower is required because we're tiny yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, incredible that they got the transporter going. Um, and I love that then Kirk comes back regular size, he beams back and is on the bridge and he's like talking to Scotty and he'll goes, Captain, you'll deafen us. <laughs> They're all yes. covering their okay. ears. Okay, wait, I like I wrote I wrote this whole scene down. Yeah. Um so Kirk appears on the bridge and he sees like these tiny little figures and he's like Scotty and Scotty says for the love of heaven be careful where you step and he's like oh I'm sorry and then he's like captain you'll deafen us for sure and that's when they're covering their ears just like absolutely amazing and then William Shatner goes like like what's happening like he whispers (laughs) whispers it's so good just an amazing scene and James Doohan is giving it all he's got right here yes. as Scotty like yelling in the situation it's oh yeah. it's art oh it is art he's so such an artist I love him Scotty of course has a hand in in getting all of this back together or getting all of them out of this because you know they beam everyone I think they beam everyone back up and da- down right or do well, they no so the Terratons uh, this oh, tiny okay. little colony who's literally tiny mm-hmm. they steal like the whole Enterprise crew and beam them oh, right. to their little palace thing to their <laughs> community and mm-hmm. so Kirk is ready to destroy them literally oh, he right. calls he down and he's them. yeah he like sends down a phaser blast like next to their house and yeah. it's like I will mess you up if you don't yeah. like give me my crew back and that's why he says every living one of them because yes. they all got stolen yeah yes they were all stolen um one of our crew is missing what <laughs> all of our crew is missing yeah um so it ends up working out okay Kirk's diplomacy is maybe uh, could have been better but yeah uh, they get everybody and then the transporter fixes them and then they transport the colony to a new planet that is not being totally destroyed by eruptions yeah you know that's very nice of them, especially nice. after threatening. It's the least you can do, Kirk. <laughs> um, yeah, and Scotty also, we presume, fixed all the dilithium. They they give them enough. They're these like tiny chunks, but they give them a ton because this planet has so dilithium. Much. Yeah, that's <laughs> so much. It, it would be like mountains in real life, but um, it's great. I mean, it's enough to apparently to get Scotty getting the warp engines back and somehow repairing his dilithium or starting from scratch it's unclear it's a, it's very unclear I, I mean I was kind of surprised like Kirk should write something like a note in his captain's log like hey Starfleet come mine this planet because <laughs> it explodes <laughs> it's a dilithium powerhouse yeah seriously crazy yeah um, so 
Okay. I'm so excited. I think let's end on one of our planets is missing. This is a great and confusing Scotty episode. <laughs> so excited to talk about it. Um, so this is a, this is a classic, uh, sentient cloud episode that, you know, mm-hmm. we actually have several types of these Star Trek episodes. Totally. And, uh, so one, as the title says, one of our planets is missing. They are out charting and hanging out and they see that there's a missing planet that has been consumed by a giant cloud. They, the enterprise ends up going into the cloud and they start to basically become digested There's a whole science lesson by McCoy about going through a living body and it kind of feels like magic, uh, magic schoolhouse vibes, magic schoolhouse. (laughs) Get on the magic schoolhouse. (laughs) Magic treehouse, magic school bus. bus. It makes sense. I understand. It's a lot of magic. Yeah. Like I felt like McCoy was really like Mrs. Frizzle coded actually in this part. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Arnold. Yeah, they were in Arnold. (laughs) Poor guy. You know, Magic School Bus is on Netflix. And I, if you like can't go to sleep, I really recommend putting it on. It would probably keep me awake, actually. I'd be wanting to watch it all. <laughs> you're like thrilled by all the, everything <laughs> yeah. you're learning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we, we get that type of episode. And um, at the end, they so they end up making contact with the species or with mm-hmm. the cloud. It's heading towards a planet that has like a mil- like 8 million people on it or something. And this guy who was former Starfleet left Starfleet to become the governor of this planet, Mantilles. Yes. Yeah, or Man- Mantilles. Yeah, and um, his name's Bob, and I guess they're friends. Classic. Yeah, they. Bob April. <laughs> yeah, lots of Bobs. They end up telling him after some discussion, which was surprising, and they evacuate the children. <laughs> There's no choice. We'll save yes. the children. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. 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 So, uh, um, in, in the end, you know, they they do end up saving it because of Scotty. So. Rihanna, tell me your thoughts about this episode. Okay, so Scotty, this is what we were talking about earlier with our crazy techno babble. Scotty essentially needs to grab a piece of antimatter because he has to regenerate both the antimatter and matter uh, power to the shields. And, you know, or else they're all going to die. Usual stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was, I was like cracking up because Scotty's solution kind of reminds me of Tilly actually trying to grab this dark matter scotty's though trying to grab antimatter and um if you get even like a tiny tiny shard of antimatter um you touch it or a part of the ship touches it like everything's gonna blow up so it's a very delicate procedure here but scotty is just immediately on it with the solution he's like you know what i'm gonna take that piece of antimatter and i'm going to put it behind a force field and transport it directly into a like regenerative chamber is what he called it i think it's essentially Mm -hmm. just a box um a see-through box so there's a force field everything so i was just like very impressed by his quick thinking and amazingly delicate procedure during a crisis situation yet again scotty saving everyone by his like harebrained half-assed like or half-formed thought you know (laughs) like it's just incredible yeah, and I want to add a little bit more context to like what exactly is happening to the ship and why yeah. they need more power, why they need more antimatter in the first place. Because this cloud, like once it starts digesting them, they need more power to the shields to stop the ship from being eaten. And um, 
there's a power drain on the shields because of like they the ship got a little crippled once they entered the cloud and so they're basically taking power from every other system including the deflector which also was protecting them i i i after all this i don't really know what the deflector does but like it deflects it deflects <laughs> yeah so i guess it's deflecting like the digestive track um i think it also deflects like power charges and stuff you know like it if um if yeah like storm it'll mostly like go to the dish anything, it gets rid but... of the like static like electricity the... it's yeah, like a yeah like what you it's put like in the laundry in the dryer yeah yeah okay yeah yeah um so basically like the ship reserves are dropping fast and as soon as the shields give out and the deflector they're done for and they're just going to be eaten by yeah. like there's all this stuff flying at them and so when they like mccoy says they're in the, with the equivalent of the small intestine they see these antennae they're like yeah they see like these yeah. antennae or like something that is a natural part of the cloud that has antimatter in it, which is crazy and like very lucky. And so Scotty, yeah, I mean, Rihanna just described like he just is going to beam a chunk of that onto the ship. The thing I also thought was funny about this exchange is Kirk is like, well, what about matter? And Scotty's like, we can get matter anywhere. I can yeah. just beam a chunk of the planet. So mm -hmm. they're, they're beaming these two different like matter and antimatter from the ship. And I just, I thought it was genius. And yeah. the thing I also really enjoyed about it is that Kirk stays down there in engineering with Scotty, like mm -hmm. the whole time after they talk and make up this plan. And once the antimatter is beamed into the box, Kirk even helps Scotty like push it in. Yes. And I don't know, it's just like, oh, it was really nice to that. see them working together in engineering. It makes me question again, where's his crew? Where where's the engineering crew? Why is Kirk helping? <laughs> Why is the captain? <laughs> like the ship? did Scotty say clear the bay? Like I Kirk is coming. I we need a bond. I I don't know. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> oh my god, that is too funny. Yeah, I loved Kirk's role in this, that he stayed by his side. Uh, very cute. Great energy. Just like Scotty doing cool science stuff and saving everyone. You know, it's the it's sort of the plot of every TOS and TAS episode at the end, really, if you think about it. So I also just want to add like another element I love about the Scotty episode is the countdown. This is a classic feature and it mm -hmm. adds great tension to the episode, but because these are 26 minutes long, they're much shorter. And yeah. so I felt the jumps were happening so quick. And at one point, like I think when they first realized they're running out of power, um, the biggest countdown is like how close the cloud is getting to the planet before it eats it. And so at one point, Kirk is having like a FaceTime with Bob and Bob's so <laughs> sad. He's like, there was panic at first. Everyone's scared, but they convinced them to save the children. And then Sue was like, 26 minutes till impact caption. And I'm like, Sue, oh, Sulu, you do not need to announce that. Like 21 minutes till you're dead, sir. You know, yeah, like, like, yeah, like crazy. And then I think literally one minute later, it was like 14 minutes, sir. <laughs> like, <laughs> Time is ticking by, and also then once Scotty actually achieves this, he saves the Enterprise. The Enterprise is able to get out, and Spock has this amazing mind meld, absolutely groundbreaking mind meld with the with the cloud. I did love Kirk had a line to Scotty. He said, "Scotty, you've given the Enterprise and Mentilles a chance to live." And I feel like it's rare when Kirk takes that moment to be like, you literally saved all of our asses. So yeah. thank you, you know? Yeah, especially because like we discussed in TOS, Scotty 
never gets to be laughing with them up on the bridge. He is down yep. there doing whatever, like, final repair or just, like, <laughs> breather after that crazy almost dead event that he's saved everyone from, including himself, you know? Um, so it is nice to see that recognition. Again, I think it's when Kirk sees it and when he's down there, he's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, that was intense. Yeah, what just, absolutely. What, what just happened to you? Yeah, this is a great episode. There's so much tension, um, so many great moments. And it's just an, another reminder why the animated series is so much fun to watch as an, unhinged and crazy as it can be. Oh, absolutely. Essential viewing, in my opinion. Yes, absolutely. So I think in the last couple minutes of the episode, it is time to talk a little bit about Strange New Worlds. So if you have not seen the finale of season two, I would recommend you to hop off. Thank you so much for listening. But if you have seen Strange New Worlds, we are going to talk, of course, about Scotty real quick because... Yeah. uh, (laughs) Uh, When you... you when I tell you, I screamed <laughs> so loud <laughs> when I saw him. Um, I think the casting was perfect. Like, how do you feel, Ashlyn? I, yeah, yeah. The casting was perfect. It took me a little bit to come around to it because at oh, first yeah. I just see a red shirt and I'm like, okay, who's this random man? He's probably yeah. about to die. And then he has a Scottish accent. And I'm like, yeah. absolutely screaming. I watched this with yeah. my husband and I was like, that's Scottish. You know, yeah. I think everyone had the same reaction. Sure. And I, it's hard for me visually a little bit to think of him as Scotty. But this pretty much always happens is I need a period of adjustment to get yeah. used to an actor portraying a younger version of a character that we know and love so much. Yes. Also, I'm so used to Simon Pegg that yes. the fact that he had sort of this dry wit that wasn't so crazy and unhinged as Simon Pegg plays Scotty, I think that threw me off a little bit too, even though mm-hmm. this is probably a little more true to the TOS prime Scotty that we know. Yeah. So. I have come fully around and I think the fandom has really accepted him just in this one episode. I'm so curious to see what happens uh, and where they take him as a character. Yeah. I think my guess is they're going to do something like they're doing with Kirk with Paul Wesley, like have him, you know, sort of show up in some like sort of dip our toe in a little, get, get the feel, you know, and probably cause we still have um, Pelia, Pelia. Yes. Um, you know, so like, I don't think she's going anywhere anytime soon but we did get like some great background information you know so at least we're getting to know Scotty a little bit more and like we know that he'll be probably returning if if not a few times then at least like once or twice on season in season three yeah absolutely and I I love or I I I think it's interesting too that we see him after he's the sole survivor of a crash on this planet so again he like somehow survived that's really resilient and then he's uh using like all this crazy technology kind of jury rigged together and that was reminding me a lot of the deep space nine episode um trials and tribulations where miles looks into like a conduit on the enterprise and he's like i literally have no idea (laughs) what's going on because that is like what scotty did is he was such a genius but maybe things weren't always exactly like per starfleet code because he was so he was so above it I just, I love that inclusion of, and just like kind of love letter to the character. So um, yeah, yeah, 
just love. Oh, agreed. Yeah. And I think let's talk a little bit about his history because we do learn that he was aboard the Star Diver when this Gordon attack happened. And that, like, he also has this total rapport, like we were talking about with Pelia. And I'm so glad we get to see them interact because, again, it's like engineering legends. Here we go. Like, Scotty's a legend in the making and Pelia seems like she's already there. <laughs> and so it's really fun to, to see the two of them talk. And apparently, like, Pelia was his performance professor was his instructor and like she was he was definitely one of her best students but he still got the worst grades in her class like oh my god I just I love that those small details we're getting because we're learning more about Scotty in his younger life which we never got to really explore much we have no background on Scotty at all and so I think they're gonna give him the Ahura treatment of like okay we're gonna finally flush out the questions that the fandom has had about these legendary characters for so long you know and I like where did Scotty serve before and how did he make his way to the Enterprise and I do wonder in this timeline if he also tried to beam Admiral Archer's beagle (laughs) onto another planet Uh, or if that was just a Kelvin verse thing so Uh maybe we'll find out I mean hey you said uh, Simon Pegg was unhinged so maybe it's just the (laughs) Kelvin (laughs) Pegg version (laughs) yeah he's pushing boundaries a little more maybe he is maybe uh... yeah oh oh my gosh well this has been so much fun to talk about Scotty and then next week we will be returning to our regularly scheduled content with with deep space nine it's all about o'brien so we're very excited about that yes absolutely thank you so much for listening we appreciate your patience we know it's been a bit i think uh what was it trekkie quotes oh my gosh yeah everyone's been tagging us in memes like when's the next episode coming out (laughs) we love your memes we see you we hear you we're so busy and i'm about i'm about to start uh autumn quarter in for classes so uh, our schedule might still be a little rocky, but we're going to do our best and we love making this pod. So I always like to prioritize it when I can. The pod is the priority. Like sometimes yeah. it takes over other things that are like are important. <laughs> yeah. So know that we are just as passionate as you all are. So, and we really appreciate the love and yeah. especially the love we receive from our patrons. So thank you so much to Jordan Hirsch, Megan Chowning, MC Freudis, Spotted Giraffe, Isabel, David Willett, Kurlan Noskos, Rick Mason, John T. Bold, Gil Dara, Jeff Richardson, Never Otter Even, Anna Post, T. Alexander, Ivan Fetch, and Michelle. Oh, man, so many names, so many amazing people. Thank you so much for your support. And Rihanna, thank you so much for joining me it is wonderful to get back in the swing and just lovely to talk about an amazing character that is montgomery scott thank you ashlyn that was so much fun can't wait to talk about o'brien next week i'll see you all the (laughs) (laughs) thank you for listening to the dura sisters podcast Please tune in next week for the fourth episode of our engineering series, where Ashlyn and Rihanna will discuss the most important person in the universe, Miles O'Brien from Deep Space Nine. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter. We are never saying X to check out our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr, TikTok, YouTube, and our merch on Threadless. All the links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. 
by donating one, six, twelve, or twenty-three dollars per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive rewards for each tier. You can find all of this and more at Patreon.com/slash/TheDuraSistersPodcast. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, death fakeouts, first officers. <laughs> so many <laughs> spooky and the holodeck series if you haven't heard a particular episode yet please go back and listen to any of these awesome episodes social media marketing and editing is done by me ashlyn gelman and rihanna hurd our intro and outro is by jerry goldsmith